3: Hello and welcome to a special edition of Or To Know Better tonight, um, joined by OKB regular Luke. How are you doing, pal? Good evening, Gilly. How's things? Yeah, not so bad, not so bad. You know how it is. Monday day at work. Have a beer, have a chat, <laughs> talk some shit, yeah. you know how it is. <laughs> hey, at least we've
4: got something to talk about this week. I mean, it's not probably the most <laughs> ideal subject that we're going to be sat here talking about for the best part probably the next hour or so. Um, but... But yeah, it's it, it it is what it is and it needs addressing. Um so so yeah, let's let, let's get to it. I know we've got some some exciting people that you managed to arrange uh sort of going back through the little black book and uh, ringing all your old pals. <laughs>
3: That's it. And just before we delve right into it, there's a there's a few of us that are going to be doing a charity walk in August. Uh so anybody that can uh, spare anything at all, uh, links will be on YouTube, Facebook and in the uh Twitter links and so on. So uh, anything you can spare, it's for a, a good cause. Motor and Disease Association is running it. Uh, as I say, anything that you can spare would be great. So, right, we'll crack straight into it. Um, and here we go. So, um, Si, um, we've, we've been in a, um, uh, we've known each other for a fair amount of time and it's been, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, It's been a while. But um, so you are a Manchester United fan on the Leeds United podcast. This is this is actually the first. You are the first. <laughs> hey, it's my first ever and, and podcast last, as well. So. And the last. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow, we're popping your cherry tonight. Brilliant. Yeah, Excellent. Sure. <laughs> cool. So, um, you know, Luke's just alluded to some things here. that um, You know, we're in a situation of, uh, where actually what's happened this week, it absolutely transcended any inter-club rivalries. Uh, uh-huh. Because, you know, to me, uh, I think we we're in a situation where, Actually, what 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 was what was transpiring, or what somebody was attempting to ensure was to transpire on 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 their benefit, uh, mm. was really shaking the foundations of the game. Yeah. So, but, but you know, Sunday night, I think it was that that things started coming out. Can you just the range of emotions you went through, and 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 how you were feeling at the time as as a, a fan of one of the clubs that had kind of been involved in this? Can you just talk us through that?
5: Yeah, I mean, it's it's been on the cards for a while but to find out that it's been done cloak and dagger i think that's the biggest surprise there's rumors wasn't there on saturday that this was brewing and and then when it finally came out on sunday and i thought the timing as well you know being 11 o'clock at night clearly being aimed at other target audiences as well um yeah at at first i I know exactly why they were trying to do it but they completely misjudged the situation it's not it's not the club's fault, it's the owner's fault. That's, that's, we've got to get that clear. You know, it's, And they talk about punishment and nothing else at the moment. All you're punishing is actually the fans and the players and the managers. They're, they're not at fault here. These are the, it was a, a, an attack on English football by the Yanks. Let's be fair. I mean, it was the three main American owners, Glaziers, the guys at Liverpool and Arsenal. They wanted franchise football. Then with Perez, who had just fallen out with UEFA, that's one thing people haven't really talked about really too much. Perez had been fighting with UEFA for months over more money to get out of UEFA to support Real Madrid and Barcelona and the Spanish clubs. So it wasn't really that difficult of a sell to get the Spanish on board. And it just felt it's a huge... It's a clutching up power, isn't it, really? It was not only just the English clubs, it's all the clubs across Europe. And fair dues to the Germans and the French for saying no, we ain't having none of it. And then when the dust settled on the Monday, you just—why would you even consider <laughs> consider this? You know, you haven't but thought I, this through at all.
4: As, as as a as a fan of of, I'm going to still call them scum because you're on a league United <laughs> podcast. Yep. Um yeah. uh, As a fan, as a fan of scum, I mean, it probably it looked to me as if 99 of the uh, of the population was probably with. The fans, do you know, but there was, there was always that small percentage that could see some form of, of benefit um, yeah. in there. I mean, for, certainly, if I was an Arsenal or Tottenham fan, I might feel slightly differently. They're going to be competing against fantastic teams week in, week out, uh, and still finish bottom. Um, but how did you? Did you feel embarrassed? I suppose is is what I'm trying to ask. Were you embarrassed to be to be affiliated or, or a supporter
5: of that club? Yeah, both. both. Um Let's be fair. I mean, Spurs and Arsenal should never been in the equation, right? <laughs> well, Arsenal you say the...
3: that, but it comes—it comes from revenue. It's only money. It comes from revenue. Yeah. Um. So you know, we're not talking when we're talking about the big six in in English football. We're not talking about the most successful. We're not talking about presently no, the best sides. We're talking about the ones that generate the revenue. That's all we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, I'll just spin on the head slightly.
5: I would be interested to see what the figures are in terms of world. What, we all know that Man United and, Man- and Liverpool are the most watched clubs in the world, alongside Real Madrid, Barcelona and all them lot. But if you just right. focus on English football and the so-called big six, I would really like to see how many percentages have Spurs in that top six. Because I really don't think that's true. I still think you're, you guys, you know, Leeds, Everton and Leicester will probably still be watched more globally than Spurs because the attraction in the far east for for Leicester and for for Everton so you know I still don't think Spurs should have have been anywhere near that um Arsenal only there because that they're Americans yes I was deeply deeply embarrassed um and it all comes back down to what fundamentally the whole football pyramid you know it's the dream isn't it regardless of of your club the dream is that you want to play for your country you want to play for the team that you support as a child you want to win the league and get into Europe and beat Play against the best teams, and if you're good enough, play in the World Cup and maybe win the World Cup. That's what every, well, today it's every lad and girl wants to dream of, right?
6: Yeah.
2: But to
5: then, yeah. but for them to have twelve, let's be just be fair. It's twelve teams to take that dream away from everybody in Europe. It's just absolutely disgusting, and it's really, really embarrassing because it just destroys everybody's dream.
4: With that, with that in mind, then, Sai, and taking your man scum. Man, you, whatever whatever way you want to be called. Yeah. I tell you what, I won't call you, and it's the U word. Yeah, <laughs> um, but um, taking that hat off, then how are how are you how are you sanctioned and punished? Uh, although it's a owner's decision, how, how are you yep. going to be punished? And and what do you think in your eyes as, as a fan of one of those clubs? How do you yep. think that's how do you think you're going to be fairly fairly punished?
5: So you know what, I tweeted about this early on today, and uh, there's been a bit of a heated debate um, between two other people who I don't even know, and I can't be bothered to respond to them. But um, I actually said for this season, I don't think for the, I'm not going to talk about the European teams. For the, our league here, I don't think the six should be punished this season because it's unfair on the current players and the managers of the current clubs. Mm -hmm. What I have said is what they should do to really hit home. The punishment for the club is say deduct 12 to 20 points off every single one of the six. So next season they start the bottom six. Now, that'll that's be like some it. feat for Pep Guardiola. You know, they talk about how he's the greatest manager to ever grace the planet <laughs> the planet Earth. Start off with minus 20 points, mate. Let's see where you finish the next season. Give everybody a head start. Mm. That's what I would do. I think that's the only way. Because there's no point finding the clubs. Let's be fair. I mean, yeah. Arsenal, Spurs and United will probably struggle to, to pay any fines because financially, we're not in a great situation. Chelsea and yeah. City will just write you a cheque. There you go. Have
2: it. Yeah,
4: <laughs> so there's no and, point... And that, I think you're right. I don't think that I don't think a fine is is, is a big enough sanction for these yeah, clubs. Um, uh, and it it'll just make. I mean, what, what's to stop them doing it again uh, in 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 a few years time? You know, yeah. they need to be they need to be fairly and seriously sanctioned so that they don't even consider uh, even even thinking about doing putting the game into dispute and having all these. You know um, again, so. Um, yeah, any any other bits and pieces for side before we let side the scum fan go, Matt? <laughs> just
3: just that, that that last piece there, where we were talking about, um, we can't we can't be in a position where this can ever be attempted again. You know, we 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 did talk project big picture came around. Rick, Rick Parry was involved in that, working with Liverpool and Manchester United, um, and then we've had the uh, the Super League this time around. So thoughts on how we avoid round three because we can't be in this situation again. I tell you what,
5: I just. It's a great question, and I think there's a fine line here. The fine line is between sport, business, and then the government. I think it's a really difficult one because, let's be fair, and we won't go into politics. It's always bad to go into politics, but with the Tory government, they're always open to free and open competition. So, therefore, private companies will prosper under a Tory government. right? So, legislative change is one solution to this, but then you're going to be asking multi-billionaires to pretty much, not so much give away half their club sell half their club back to the fans
3: also like like german so yeah like exactly like the the
5: german model that's what people are talking about at the moment but on the reverse of that how many people can actually afford to go and buy some of these shares they could still be outpriced you know so there's 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 both sides of it so it's it's gonna be really tough call how do we stop it because i think you're right fast forward 10 years this conversation will be had again but it might not be the same six
2: yeah, as was, absolutely. As, yeah,
5: Sky said the other day, didn't they? When when the Sky broke away, or Premier League broke away from the Football League, You know, there was huge discussions. And some of those teams who were involved in those discussions then aren't being involved today. So fast forward another six years, could well, ten years could all change.
3: Well, Liverpool don't yeah. get in the Champions League this season, and who knows, they could do a lead.
5: Yeah.
4: Oh,
3: be great. <laughs> <And> to, <laughs> Just and to what,
5: somebody did say, if you deduct points this season, deduct tw- uh, 20 points off every top 16 this season, Arsenal get relegated because so they go straight to the bottom do you, three. Do you think, do you think
4: that's a, do you think, do you think, do you think, do you think any of those six teams deserve to be playing in Europe next season?
5: Um, so, the, the, hand on heart, I would actually say no to that. However, on the reverse of it, UEFA would want it because you take those six teams out, money plummets. And this is the problem. They are too big and powerful now. They actually still hold the cards. This European Super League has failed miserably and and so rightly, but they still hold the cards. That's that's the reality, yeah. because let's be fair, Man United, Liverpool, not so much Charles, sorry, not much City, but Chelsea particularly, when it comes to European football, they still attract the biggest audiences.
4: Yeah, well, we uh, good, great point there from Will. we know better than anybody as as a Leeds as, a Le- as Leeds fans. Uh, to live, live, let me just get that comment up quickly. There. To live outside um, of your
3: means. Yeah. To live
4: outside yeah. of his means. You know, we it happened to us. We 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 felt the wrath and we went down to League One and we spent 16 years outside the top flight. What's so? What makes you you as a club so different? We had bad ownership. We had bad 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 choices.
5: What makes this so different to that? You know, what? I don't think it does make it much, much much of a difference. I can remember watching you boys. Well, you finished second, got to the semi-final of the Champions League. You rolled the dice and ultimately lost, didn't you? When you had Rio Keynes, Rio Fernandes, and all that lot. But David O'Leary wasn't it? Was your boss at the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. You were not. You were a bad team to watch uh, back then. But there's no difference here. I mean, the only way we go down at the moment is if the banks pull in the money from the Glaciers. because yeah. the amount of money involved with us. Because yeah. as far as fans go, I mean, we got the most fickle fan base because. We've got idiots who've never been to Old Trafford, <laughs> never been to a live football match somewhere, <laughs> somewhere, right? I know just to them, but they're the ones who wanted us to play Real Madrid every other week. They wanted us out of the, they, they want us out of all this type of stuff. Those sections of fans are never going to go away, but there's always going to be fans who will go to Old Trafford. You know, I mm-hmm. handed my season ticket back two years ago um, for my own personal reasons, but I haven't missed going up there because you never heard where are. I used to sit. Very rarely would you hear a local it was always tourists. Yeah. Old Trafford was yeah, full absolutely. of tourists. But that said, you know, I hear a lot of Liverpool fans say exactly the same about Anfield yeah, because it's been out kind of There's a lot of tourist yeah. fans these days. Yeah. I see. Yeah,
4: absolutely. So si. I totally agree with you. Sorry, we can't chat with you much longer. We've got so many people waiting to no come worries. on tonight. Um, so si, absolute pleasure speaking to you. Thanks Thank you very much listening. for having me on. Um, and uh, yeah. Hopefully we'll, you uh, will get rid of have
3: Whenever new situation and there is <laughs> another game coming on, when you are in League I'll, One, I'll drop you a line. <laughs> well, not not on Monday
5: after we play on Sunday, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Cheers, I. See, uh, take... see you, See you soon. What do you think of that, then, Matt? Um, do you know, I, I I knew he's a he's a level-headed guy, and um, you know, uh, I've known him for a, a long time. We work together, um, and, and he's a good bloke. Um, I think th- that um. I can see both sides of, of an argument of uh, the fans going, why should we be punished? Yeah, but the yeah. thing is, yeah, the, no, the, what we've seen, I, I, so I can see where they're coming from because when we went through it and we went into administration, we didn't want to be punished as fans. No, absolutely. Um, so fair, I fully I fully appreciate how they're feeling at the moment. I think I think fair when point. it comes down to it, there's a precedent that's been set of if if, if a club is mismanaged, this is one of the ways that they can be punished. So you know, we, yeah. we might end up um, seeing that happening. But uh, I can fully appreciate. I, I, I've got sympathy for the for the for the uh, the management team, the squads of players, and the fans because we know what mm-hmm. it's like to be mismanaged as a club. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I can I can see I can see where that's coming from.
4: Yeah, great stuff. Okay, well, we're going to take a slightly different angle now. We're going to get an uh, ex-player on uh, in the shape of, of, of Andy Cousins and see what he thinks about it all, if that's all right with you, Matt. Yeah, yeah, bring him in. Evening, Andy, how are you doing? Good evening, guys. Very well, thank you. Are you? Very well, thank you for asking. Bad, thanks. thanks. Um, so, yeah, I mean, what? F- first things first, I mean, I've seen a couple of your tweets, so I've, I've got a general idea of, of what you make of the whole the farcicle. Um but yeah, give us it, give us it as loud and proud as you as you like. How how would you feel as a player if you were a player at one of these top six super six clubs, should I say? Um and and, and would you would you be as embarrassed as, as probably what James Milner looked the other night? I think
6: absolutely. I think I think Milner and I think a lot of the other players have come out and, and done the right thing. I think you know, ex-players, we look at it maybe slightly differently. I think now, you know, it is run the clubs are run totally differently. But I think to not actually have any communication with the management to have any communication with the players, you know, and by the sounds of it, no communication with anybody else in the football club is an absolute disgrace. Um, Cause they're the people who are having to go and play these things. They're the people who are going to, you know, go and they're making their chairman 300 million a, a week or whatever they're going to be earning um, by going into this super league. Um, They should have some sort of say and the players very loudly, have come out in support of not doing what they've what they wanted to do and and some of them even called for the heads of of chairmen and and people to, to 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 drop out of the football you know totally and I think you know for me I think when it first came out it wasn't a surprise I think when you look at the teams which are there you know they're all in debt um every yeah. pretty much every single one of them I think is in debt um yes they've got the loans against the stadiums everything else but it's still a debt you know you look at Spain in particular I think Perez is the he seems to be the, the the driving force behind this. You know, 900 million in debt. You know, it's the, the Barcelona over a billion in debt. You know, these two teams and, and Perez in particular, and some of the stuff he's come out and said, is an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment to, to, to supporters. It's an embarrassment to, to players. It's an embarrassment to, to a lot of people who are watching and, and love football. You know, growing up as a kid, you want to play football in the World Cup. You want to play for your team. You want to play in the FA Cup. You want to play for your country. You know, and if if this Super League was going to go ahead, then that was taken away from the players, not of a fault, not of a fault of the players, but a fault of the chairman itself and one person. Um, so I think it's a I think it was a a very ill advised by whoever decided. The interesting thing for me will be who instigated the whole of the conversations. Who was the one yeah. who started this conversation with the with the so called top six in this country, which we know that you know let's be honest, Tottenham are not in the top six. You know, Arsenal at the minute are not in the top six. <clears throat> they might be in their fan base. They might be worldwide. You know, we should be in that top six. You know, we have a, a massive fan base around the world. You know, Great. you look at the, the, the division at the minute, West Ham, fourth in the league. You know, they should be included. Um, but they wanted a close shop and they wanted to make as much money as possible. They wanted deep pockets and they've they've got deep pockets. You know, I, I was listening to the guy beforehand and, you know, you talk about, you know, what sanctions should be done for, you know, for, the, for these teams nobody give two hoots about us when we were in um, in that situation. And if you yeah. look at all the teams, there was a lot of teams who have had points deductions and, and things like that going forward. Look, hit them hard. Hit them really hard, you know, because they need to make sure that this doesn't happen again. And, you know, how they hit them hard. Do they hit the chairman? Did they hit the players? It's not the players' fault, but it wasn't the players' fault at Leeds when we went down. It wasn't the players' fault no. at, at Portsmouth. It wasn't the players' fault at all the other clubs which have gone into administration over the years and lost point because of chairman... Ill-advised or ill, you know, running the football clubs in in the wrong manner. So I yeah. think that um, you know, for me, you know, points deduction would be would be definitely something I I think I would look at because I think that's that hurts them. It hurts them in Europe. It hurts yeah. them in people coming to, the, to over to, to play for them next year. Um, they'll still make it back. You know, as the guy said before. You know, all these spectators. You know, the plastic spectators at Man United and Liverpool's and people like that. Where they are, you know, just tourists who are coming over who want to go and watch, a, a, as I say, a Man United, a big club as such, you know. But, um, you know, go watch a proper game. Go watch, you know, go watch Harrogate Town. They weren't thinking of Harrogate yeah. Town either really, when they were doing this. They weren't thinking of Blackpool. They weren't thinking of Carlisle. They weren't thinking of these teams in the last however many, many months who are really, really struggling for money, who haven't yeah. had to lay people off, not play players, you know. They haven't had any fans in for, you know, for over... You know over a season you know now there's no revenue coming into that football club and they're talking about lining their pockets by by X amount of millions you know a week it's just it just stinks from start to finish if you ask me
4: yeah we had a couple of interesting comments while you've been talking there andy one from from will abbott uh, saying you cannot punish a club without hurting the fans and then this one, which is kind of linked, do you think the club should be punished regardless of what it does to the fans? Rules are rules, after all. And like you say, you've alluded to, to the situation we were in those those years ago. If you look, yeah, absolutely. If you look at what, what happened to us, that's not the players' fault. That's
6: not the management's fault. It's nobody on the football pitch. Look at Portsmouth. Look at all the other clubs which have gone through it. It's not the players' fault. It's not the management's fault. It's the hierarchy's fault. It's the people up top. It's the chairman's who have, have, you know, look at Leeds, I would class Peter Risdale. He was a fan. He took a risk. He took a massive risk with Leeds United and that risk failed. Now, that's not the player's fault to a certain point. And when we we went into administration eventually further down the line, because that was the catalyst. That was the start of the downfall for us. When we went into administration, we had to, you know, we we took the points deduction and everything else which we took. There was no consideration of the players then. There was no consideration about what was going to happen to these players and, and their livelihoods and their, you know, what you know, families and everything else which goes behind it. You know, look, every single one of these players who plays for these so-called top six teams are multi-multi millionaires. You know, are they going to stick around? Well, let's see. Let's see if they've got any any loyalty in the game. Let's see if they've got any loyalty of staying where you know where they are, but the times are a little bit harder. You know, and they're not, you know, they're not going to get, you know, the Champions League football this year. They might have to wait another year for that. You know, let's see if they can bring you know track the players in. Let's try and bring this gap a little bit closer together. You know, the top six have got oodles of cash they can borrow from banks and so on and so forth, you know, and hedge funds that they, that they can be doing what they're doing. You know, you look at Man United, they bought them, put them 600, 900 million in debt within, you know, 24 hours. And they use that debt and they pay they pay themselves millions and millions of pounds a year.
4: How, how how do you think they can be? How, what do you think is is going to be considered a fair punishment? We've had a comment here from from Hannah Bradley. Um, she's worried that punishments just simply won't happen because they are the big six um, uh, uh, and seem to think that they can control English football. What 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 would you consider fair uh, for 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 to their part?
6: To be honest, I, I actually agree with Hannah there. Um, I think they've got a lot of power. Um, and I think there will be uproar with a lot of a lot of other people, um, that they, the punishment won't be harsh enough um, to the crime, really, of what they've, what they've done. They've tried to do over the Premier League. They've tried to do over, you know, one of the most prestigious cups in the, in the world, which is the FA Cup. Um, you know, then UEFA came out and obviously said about, you know, sanctioning them that they won't play for, in the World Cups and so on and so forth. We go back to Perez. He turned around and said, well, we'll make our own World Cup. You know, that's the kind of people you're talking about. You've got to hit them. You've got to hit them hard in the pocket. Do you do you hit the the chairman itself, the the, the six chairman, or the six people who were involved with it? The in thing is, can kids? you hurt
4: them financially? There's the only way to hurt these people is financially. But they've got money coming out of their ears. Do you know what I mean? It's a few hundred grand, few million, few even hundred, hundred is Not going to hurt those six clubs that much. Well, do you take do you take the TV rights off them for the next year? You know,
6: possibly. That, I don't I mean, know.
3: Not, um, not I mean, from a perspective of fit and proper owners. If you make them not fit and proper owners, you put them into a position where they've then got to act. They're not going to get a good deal on the club that they will then be in a position where they're forced to sell. So is there something associated with the fit and proper owners approach that then you could sanction them in that way?
6: And well, that needs to be looked at as well, doesn't it? In in lots of you know circumstances as you know going forward. I think I think what it will do is I think the you know the, the will it will be there's gonna be a change in football, I think, in the in the top. End of football. I think the Champions League is something which they're wanting to change. And I think this is just the start of it. You know, for me, I think the Champions League is something that these big clubs don't like the format for some reason. um I don't like the format personally. It's the Champions League. It should be the Champions of the country go off and play, and they're playing that league. They're playing a league, they're playing a knockout, however it will be, because that's I'm a traditionalist in that sense, and that's how I grew up. Um, I understand it's all about money, and I understand that it's you know they can they can create a hell of a lot of money coming through you know the, the you know the champions league cuz of how many games there is now and that's basically what it's for it's just to create more money um, so I, I don't know i don't know what their what their hidden agenda is but i think there's a hidden agenda i think there's something mm-hmm. else which they want to to do and is this the start of a negotiation for them with uefa with fifa with the premier league with you know with all these kind of people i you know It just feels there's something else bubbling along. Just just on that, Andy,
4: just just with you saying there's something else, I read something earlier about um, the Champions League in, I think it's 2024. I don't know if anyone else has seen this. Yeah, it goes to
3: 32 to 36.
4: That's right, but it's not based on league positions. So it's based on... I, don't, I can't remember the exact. If anybody can remember or seen the tweet, if you could just pop it in the comments. But it was based on something to do with the illustrious, illustri, if that's a word, you know, how, how big the club is. So effectively, Manchester United could finish in seventh place or sixth place and still get in the Champions League over, say, potentially us who finished fourth or fifth.
6: Yeah, that, that for me, again, that's very similar to what they're trying to do here with this Super League. Mm. It, it, you know it's they they basically guaranteeing it through your revenue. Well, your revenue itself isn't um, you know something that you can. It's a, it should be all about places and positions in the league. You know, so you're telling me that for instance, in that situation, we let's say for instance we go on and win the league like Leicester did, but we don't get in the Champions League because our revenues, yeah, seventh.
4: Jamie's background. actually Jamie J- Jamie's just commented and uh, commented privately he's what he said is it's that if there's a club with a high UEFA coefficient score and don't qualify through normal means they can still enter basically high reputation clubs like scum can still qualify if they finish 5th or 6th which is just absolute bonkers how can yeah. you how can you how can you <laughs> congratulate and reward a club that has had an absolutely shit season it's just not it's not the way football should be uh,
6: so yeah, for me and I think from is, is, is this the is this what they were alluding to with this, you know, with this proposal which they've been talking about? Is this what they actually now have gone in and actually done a deal with, with them to get this all up and running? I, you know, it is mm-hmm. that stinks for me. It's the Champions League. When I was a kid, and, and I'm guessing a lot of people out there was the champions. You know, you you won the league and you got rewarded by able to go and potentially go and win the European Cup, which is the the biggest prestigious cup which we can win. You know, in club football, um,
4: mm-hmm.
6: you know, it's because if you're in there, you've already won the league. So you've won one. And the next bit is to to go and be the best in, you know, in, in Europe. Um, so for me, I think it's a very, um, that'd be a very sticky wicket as well. I think for a lot of Premier League clubs um, in particular, because the revenue is quite high, obviously, in there. You know, do you look at Rangers and Celtic in that sense as well? You know, their revenue is going to be quite high as well. So does that mean they just automatically get two places in there because their revenue worldwide is, you know, is, is big because of the clubs which they have and the, the history they have. The same with us, you know, our, our, we'll get punished, and Burnley, for instance, will get punished. You know, the people who have got the smaller stadiums would get punished because they can't physically get the revenue. What a Man United does because they've got an 80,000 state stadium, it, it's it,
4: almost it is. fraudulent, isn't it? It's, it's, it's the bullies of the playground, it's not, not what football is about, and uh. Yeah, for I for I for one, uh, I'm sure there will probably be more of an uproar about this, and, and a lot more to come out in the, in the coming sort of weeks and months. Um, but so uh, just just ever, talking about bullies yeah.
3: on, on, on that. So um, yeah. Andre, Andrea Agnelli at, at um uh, This this is so you know Ed, Ed Woodward was in a situation where he used to work for J.P. Morgan, um, and you know he will certainly have been involved in brokering whatever deal had come about. Andrea Agnelli, though. Um, was the chairman of the ECA and at the same time the chief exec at UVA. So he, but he was, um, he was kind of in a position of power representing hundreds of European clubs. But all of a sudden, actually, he wasn't representing hundreds of European clubs, he was only representing 12 to 15. Now that really stinks because he was in a position of power for all of those clubs, representing all of those clubs. And all of a sudden, actually, what comes out is he's got a vested interest in just looking after the cream of the, the turnover of those clubs. And that really is what stinks to me. It, it's just endemic in the game at the top.
6: Yeah, yeah. I, uh, 100%. I think the the top teams have got too big. I think the chairman think they, they've lost touch of what a football club's all about. You know, don't get me wrong, there's some which are absolutely brilliant. You know, our guy, we know what Andrea's like. I thought when, uh, I think it was Bill Kenwright came out of Everton, the, the Everton chairman came out and he's put a statement out. I thought that was absolutely spot on as well. You know, you've got some very, very good chairman out there, but these have put a bad name against, all not all chairman, but a lot of people will be now recognising oh, English football. They'll have, they'll have corrupt chairman and blah, blah, blah. We know that happens in Italy. We know that happens most likely in Spain. Um, you know, the thing which I like about it, if this is a super league. There's three clubs which should be in that league, full stop. There should be Bayern Munich, there should be Borussia Dortmund, and there should be Paris Saint-Germain. All three of them have said no. They've come out and said, we didn't do it. So straight away, they didn't do it because, well, the Germans are on 51% of the, by the fans, which is a great idea, and 49% by themselves. But Paris Saint-Germain don't need the money. So they've gone, No, we're not interested in that. That's not what we, we want football about. So... <clears throat> You know how do you class how do you class these top teams? How have they how have they come back and gone? Or Tottenham, who haven't won anything since, or won the league since 1951 or whatever? How do you class Tottenham as being in the top six teams in this country? You know, are we going back to what we were saying there? Is it down to the revenue? Is it down to to that side of it, which is what they've worked on? Their revenue at Tottenham most likely is very good because of the Asian market through some and. That has created their their market abroad and out in uh, out in China and that side of the world. It's huge. As as did Man United did the same with uh, you know Son Park who came in. You know exactly the same thing. It was it's creating that global brand. But what, we've got that global brand. We've got Bielsa. we've got you know the Argentinian people now want to watch. You know we've got the Spanish people who want to watch. You know our figures are, are huge now because, because of Bielsa and because of how we play. But also because of his reputation from that. So I don't understand how they've got people, you know, certain clubs in, you know, into this. I I really don't. And I think if you were a chairman of one of these clubs, realistically, if they had a call from that, you know, you'd you'd walk away thinking, this is a bit wrong. You've got your first interest, your first thought process has to be, this is a bit wrong. But then if you put it as a business, and purely as a business, then you go. I could earn three hundred million every month. I yeah, I will have a bit of that. If yeah. you really, if you if you're looking at it as a pure business opportunity, which is what they've done, because the businessmen do they need any more money? They're all billionaires. Do they actually need any more money? The answer is no, but when you get that, rich, you want more of it.
4: <clears throat> it's greed, and it? it is greed, and that's it's... what it is. That's that, that's what it does come down to. Uh, one of the uh, one of the other guests, actually, Simon, the Man you found who was in a moment ago, he just said that the Super League proposals include that income from TV and sponsorship would favour the founding clubs, with thirty-two and a half percent of the pot shared equally between the fifteen clubs, and another thirty-two and a half percent. Between all Super League clubs, including five qualifiers. So basically, what they're saying was, if you come on and be a founding member, you're in for a bigger slice of the pie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
6: Yeah, that's exactly it, what it, it is. It, it, yeah, it's it's money, 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 isn't it? It's this is this is where football is going, and mm. I, I love Neville and, and Carragher this last week. You know, Neville in particular, fantastic. I think he's been absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, he's a true fan, and he's you know, he's obviously got a vested interest in. You know in Salford as well where he's you know which is a lower league um mm. you know and I think that what he's said and how he's come about has been absolutely spot on and I think that you know for me you know Gary Neville kind of spoke about the whole thing for every supporter out there and I think that you know as a supporter you, you want your clubs to go up and down you want your clubs to be successful you want your clubs to get into Europe by the right means of winning football matches finishing in that top 4, top 5, top whatever it's going to be and not by having, you know, another avenue in if you are so called a big club. How could how do you come out of being a big yeah. club to a small club?
4: It, yeah.
6: it just stinks as you say. It is just all about money and that's the problem, you know, with um you know, with football. I do think it was different. I know people will will say but I think it was different when Sky got involved. You know, Sky just basically took over the you know the old championship, which obviously we won last. Um, And but there was still relegation and promotion. You know, they you could still come up and into it, and you get relegated out of it. It was still the league side of it. And you know, one thing he came out with was, and he's totally right. The stadiums at that point were were shocking, Um, and the money which came in through Sky did create better stadiums, safer stadiums, better facilities for us all to watch football, and also possibly in this country, some of the best players in the world to come and play here as well. So it's, it's totally, I know people have said, you know, Sky have done the same thing before. It's just the same as what they've done. It's nothing like what Sky have done. Sky came in and made it better. They made it, they saw a market for people to buy it, which is, Good point.
4: Good point. we could
6: all look at it and go, that's a bit harsh. It keeps going up and up and up, but, you know, we're getting more and more games and, and we do pay our subscription per month to watch football, to watch any sport, This isn't just football. I think what you've got also, if you go back to the the original point, was you've got Americans involved 90% of the time. If you look at the American franchise system of basketball in particular, if you you go to a basketball game, you play that basketball team five times that week. Well, the stadiums are not full because you're bored of watching the same team every week. And that's basically what they wanted. Imagine ten years time you're playing against Real Madrid every week, you'd just be like <laughs> There's just not the whole thing about it, just you know, all that side yeah. of it, you kinda of think it's just it's just wrong. But you Absolutely. know, as you say, the the Americans just looked at it and just saw pound signs and wanted to fill the pockets a bit more.
4: I it, as as you said, the greed, get, the greedy get greedier. Um, listen, Andy, some absolutely fantastic points in there. Thanks ever so much for uh, for for agreeing to join us at such short notice this evening, and uh, and get some, as I say, some real strong points across. Um, really appreciate. It. Thanks ever so much again from uh, from everybody at uh, uh, the pod. Um, and we will ho- we'll catch up soon in, in the near future, hopefully for, for a beer around Ellen Road, not too in the not too distant future.
6: Well hopefully, yeah, hopefully we'll be in on the last game of the season, fingers crossed. <laughs> um, Take it easy so it. If, if everything keeps going in the way we are, we'll all you know, hopefully there will be eight to ten thousand of us in anyhow to watch it on the last game of the season. So uh but no, thank you very much, and I'll uh bye enjoy job. the rest of the evening. It's Cheers, on. Cheers, Cheers on, guys, Andy.
4: see you later. See you later. Take okay, care, mate. Bye bye. Well, certainly had a lot to say. Um but some some fantastic points in there, weren't there?
3: There were, yeah. And you know, he's a top bloke. Uh, but he, he, he's also one that shoots from the hip. You know, he's not going to. Before we start talking, shall we, just, shall we just bring in the
4: better late than never, Simon Johnson, <laughs> OKB's, <laughs> OKB's on. Sorry, Simon. I didn't want to interrupt uh, Andy while he was going off on one then.
7: I know. He was really interested. I'm glad he did. And I was really enjoying what he was saying, to be fair.
4: I was thinking oh, yeah. about it. anyway. All right. Do you enjoy your tea? <laughs>
7: <laughs> but I, I, I just have to go with the flow, mate. You know, we know
4: we know where's the pants, mate. We know where's the pants. Yeah, exactly
7: that. Exactly that. Um,
4: we are going to get um, a Spurs fan in a moment or two, Sam. But before we do, uh, I just wanted to get a bit of an idea of of you uh, and what your feelings were about it, and and I suppose how you'd feel as turning up to a game against. Against a competition, um and actually, like just finding out the day before that you've been put forward for this for this European Super League, we're not even not even fucking hearing about it before the, the day before.
7: Yeah, I'm, I, to be honest, I'm quite a, a laid back person, Luke. So you wouldn't have had too much of an impact <laughs> on, on myself if I'm being totally honest. That, that's sort of the gods on the streets Obviously, a few players have got right up there I'm um, not happy um but for me I, I i just i just don't see the big deal in it all they they've tried to make something work it was never going in my opinion and so just everybody everybody get get on with it and crack on you know
4: yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but i mean surely surely i mean as a player simon you've obviously been and, and played at a, a decent standard in the premier league and stuff and uh, what sort of effect would that have had on 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 the players before a game like cause it can't it can't have a positive effect surely
7: No, i mean i mean obviously um from a from a liverpool player's perspe- perspective um especially players like jordan anderson that better heart and the sleeve, it's going to hurt um you know i don't think people truly understand the the sort of emotional investment Football players have in their clubs that they represent and, and, and mm. the game the game itself, it's really hard to understand that. Um, you know, so for pl- players like that, um, it, it would have touched a nerve for sure. But then again, like I said, for players like myself, um, it would have been sort of water off a duck's back, to be honest. So
3: you're in a situation where um, all of this is un- unfolding through the day and you're you're travelling across to what you know is going to be a tough game going over to Ellen Road and after having to play against Leeds. You're in a situation where what's what's being said in the media is players won't be allowed to play for their national sides. Players won't be allowed to play in the Premier League if they're going to go into this this, this league. And you know as a player that actually you've got no say at all in this while ever you're at that club. What's being done to you is being done by the owners, and effectively, what they think at, at that time is that they can do what they want. That's got to have an impact on you as an individual player.
7: I, I understand what you're saying. I, to be honest, I weren't looking at looking at it from an international's perspective. Then, I mean, look, <laughs> if, <laughs> if, if, if you're obviously due to fly off to a World Cup or a Euro, uh, Euros, and and you can't, you can't, you're not going to be able to um, do that. It's obviously going to be an issue for you. And and quite quite rightly, um, a lot of players will be fuming.
3: Um, but I mean, I'll put yeah. that into a bit of context. In what I mean is, you, you put yourself in Harry Kane's shoes. Yeah, he's at Spurs, um, and I'm speaking for him here. But yeah, you know, the, the the words in the media and so on are, are about that he's getting pissed off because he's, he's he's running his blood to water in every game. He's scoring all of these goals. He's now, I think, the highest scorer in the Premier League history without ever having won it. Um, yeah. And and you're you're in a situation where now the owners of your club have made a decision that may end up seeing you not able to play for your country, wear that shirt, and wear the armband that he's been wearing. Yeah, I understand. You've got you've got, to, you've got to think that that's that's that's. I mean, that's you can't you can't ever replace that. There's nothing yeah. else that'll do that. Money's I'm, not going to cover that.
7: I mean, if you if you said that to to a, that potentially could happen to a player. It's, Nobody believes it. it's a bit extreme, isn't it? Really, But I think the reality of it is that players are dictated to anyway, right the way through their careers. It's nothing. It's nothing new. It's just a bit extreme. I think yeah. a lot of players. I Interesting. Think a lot of players, yeah, it's, it's a. Do you know what? I, I actually had this conversation um, with someone the other day, and when I look back at my own career, I didn't really have. I don't really have control of anything. I was just doing as I was told. And, and that's just the way it is. Interesting,
4: interesting take on it. Very, very, completely the opposite to what I thought you might have said, actually, Simon. Um, as a as a player and things, it, it's it's really ob- opened open my eyes a little bit, I think. Um, but if if I if I, I know Gillies put a little bit of context in there, but if you had the opportunity to play for, I don't know. Let's use an example. Um, Pretend you'd never had anything to do with Leeds, you've had an opportunity to play for Leeds and potentially go to the World Cup, or you could play in this European Super League week in, week out, and know that you'd never have the opportunity to, you know, I- hypothetically speaking, say you were you were you you were you're were in England regular, um, and you had you had, you know you had these two options in front of you, surely as a player, you're gonna want to play for Leeds in the Premier League and have the opportunity of representing your country, or well, do you just, as you said, do you just sort of, sort of follow your feet and just
7: end up where you end up and crack on? Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, like I say, I've, nobody could have ever envisaged this was going to happen. Um, mm. so, some say it's been on the cards. I, I, I've always had it in the back of my mind that it could potentially happen, but I never thought they'd try it because I just thought it would be a an ongoing. Um, but at the end of the day, <laughs> you know, I, will, I know what my preference would be. It would obviously be to, to play... The leads and try and represent the country, um but at the end of the day, these clubs pay their wages, and you know, you'd, mm. uh, if they made that decision and all everything went through, I don't think the players would have any say, and that they would have had to do what they was told. Yeah. And how and how would you feel?
4: Obviously, growing up, you're a growing up, you're a West Brom fan. So as a lad, how would you feel if your club entered this competition, so knowing that you're only going to be playing five times? in England and then you get your team, you know, how often are you actually realistically going to be able to watch your, your
7: local heroes play football? Yeah, no, I wouldn't have been happy about that. I mean, the Premier League is what it is. And, you know, it might come across bias, but it is the best league in the world. And, and so I don't understand what they was actually trying to achieve by going off gallivanting. doing what they're trying to do. It just makes no sense to me, Mm. you know, but, um,
4: yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Nice. I suppose you probably you probably. I. I, I mean. I th- I'm obviously a little bit surprised, but but I suppose like when you're playing at that level and you're getting paid hundreds of thousands of pound a week anyway, it doesn't really matter where about you kick a ball, does it? Whether it's in the local park or whether it's at you know the Etihad or bloody Burnabout, you know. Um. Yeah. So. So yeah, but no, a little bit surprised, and obviously quite a different take on on how Andy saw, saw it. And Andy obviously, Andy obviously took it as an ex player as well, took a slightly yeah. different stance. I but, mean, look,
7: um, I'm not, I'm not saying I agreed with what what they was trying to do, not by any stretch. Um, no, no, just, no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just think these these type of guys they live a totally different life to us. That that where we want for things. Uh, quite small, their vision's a lot bigger, you know, and that's the mm. type of people these these are that we're dealing with, you know, and you can't have it both ways. The Premier League accepted them in to to do their work in this country. And you know, they should have known that there was a there was uh, um there'd be a motive more of a motive to, to get out at some point, you know. So you can't yeah. you can't have your cake and eat it, you know.
4: Nah fair point. Fair point. Uh, but yeah, thanks. Are you, are you staying with us, Simon, while we speak to the rest, or are you, are you busy doing football?
7: Or no, that's totally not too
4: good. busy. You're not too busy setting up a European
7: Super League behind closed doors, are you? <laughs> I'm keeping my mouth shut for now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay.
4: All right, what we'll do then, um, we will welcome in, um, Jamie, who everybody else might know better as at Newell's underscore En, He is uh, responsible for that Newell's account. He did a fantastic interview earlier on uh, this year with with myself and I think, was it Shannon? Um, so, yeah, we'll get him in. He's actually a Spurs fan at heart uh, and found Newell's by accident, I suppose. But, yeah, welcome it in. How are you doing, Jamie? How's it going? Are you well? Good. Yeah, very well. Nice to see you again.
1: Yeah, nice to see you lads too. Thanks for inviting me on. Um, Welcome along. I think I'll just start off there, but but Simon made some great points, I thought. I thought Simon made some great points because us fans were really guilty sometimes of forgetting about the fact that players are employees of the club and the owner is paying their wages. We all have jobs outside of this football hysteria and And, you know, I don't know about you guys, but but in many jobs I've had, the owner has done things that I didn't agree with. And my first reaction was never, I'm going to walk out the door. You know, it was always, okay, I don't agree with what the owner is doing, but this person pays my wages, pays my mortgage, pays my rent. So I'm going to have to learn to accept it and get on with it. So I think Simon made a great point there in terms of, like, we can't expect the players to suddenly all become revolutionaries and say they're going to... Leave the club, or you know, they're going to put up a fight against this because the club is paying their wages. It's a job, and and I think fans forget about that a lot. I, I'm guilty of it. Um, mm-hmm. We we think that every player that plays in the Premier League, you know, is, is so loyal to their clubs. They've got clubs tattooed all over them. It's just not the case, you know, that they're employees, as Simon said. And I yeah. think uh, that's, a really that's, really good point.
4: that's a good good perspective to look at, it, Jamie. But they're not only numbers and employees are there they're role models for for young kids yeah. um and and for a lot of the local communities they're all often seen in hospitals and local schools so while that's a great perspective i I, th- I think it's great to look at it from that side i also think it's worth noting that they're not just any old employee that doesn't agree with what their employer's doing um because they they're, they're setting an example effectively for up to probably potentially millions of kids around the world. Um, if they were to sit back then uh, and, and, and just accept that their, that their boss wants more money, how, how do you think that might look? I,
1: look, I completely agree with you. I think that it, you know deep down, if you feel that this move for the Super League is against your morals and against everything you believe in, you should come out and say it and you, could, you should stand your ground but they're in a difficult position. I think they're in a difficult position and they've been made the scapegoats for this. You know, yeah. I think we, you were talking there about the international tournaments and not being able to play for England and all that. That was completely out of order, whoever made that threat. I think it was, I don't know, was it UEFA yeah, or FIFA? Yeah. Because really the international scene and the teams, they don't have anything to do with the, the clubs, you know, and the clubs would only be happy if the players couldn't play international, right? They wouldn't come back injured and they'd be available for them every week in the Super League. Um, I thought that was a really harsh threat um, to, to say that they couldn't play international football. I'm completely on board with sanctions in the club game, but I thought it was, it was out of order to say, OK, if this player plays in the Super League or you know is an employee of a Super League club, they're not allowed going to be allowed to play for England. I just think that's incredibly harsh. Um, but no, I, I agree with your point. I think the players have a voice. They should stand up. They should air their views. But I still think they're in a difficult position as employees of these of these clubs who have gone behind their backs and behind the coaches back to try and form this league. Um, for me, you know, the, the, the problem is here is that you have um, billionaire businessmen running football clubs in England, in other countries. Certainly in England, they have no connection with the game of football whatsoever um and and it's it's been a problem for you know over 20 years now since Roman Abramovich came in since the Glazers came into Man United and this is almost I don't even think it's the straw that broke the camel's back yet because they're going to come back and try and form a league again of course in another they will. guys of course they will. um but it 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 all it's not something that has suddenly just aired its head now this is a problem that
3: has been going on for 20 years you know mm. So just to address your point on that, in terms of the, uh, the the players and the way that the players are feeling and the fact, you know, all right, yeah, we we recognise they are employees of the club and that's that's the job that they do, but if I get annoyed at my employer, I am my notice in and I leave. The players aren't really in that position. The the owners can hold on to their contracts if they want to hold on to our contracts. They can stop them leaving. They can stop them playing for another club. So I, I get where you're coming from, but at the same time, there's a there's a there's a different dynamic though. Firstly, they're in the public eye. And if they try and force a move because they don't want to be at that club because of the way they've been treated by the club, they'll be demonised by those fans that had idolised them previously, which is putting them in a very difficult position. So for them, Milner um, came out and spoke against it and I thought that that was good. Now he's towards the end of his career and he's towards the end of his contract, so he's kind of in a different scenario to a younger player or uh the england captain or or what have you but yeah it is it is also it's a bit of a different context to say that it's their employer it's it's you're accurate to say it but at the same time they don't have some of the freedoms that people not in the public eye and people not on a contract such as that are are experiencing yeah no i completely take that point i agree with it you you can't
1: just walk out you you can obviously say i don't want to play for this club anymore and, and run down your contract and um i don't know they can try and take you to court or whatever um but I think Simon's point was, and I agree with him, is that okay? Milner came out and 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 spoke about it. Henderson came out and spoke about it. Um, the players that came out and spoke about it are the ones that we would have expected to have had a say.
4: That's there's awesome. a lot They're of
1: footballers. Yeah, there's a lot of footballers out there who probably don't give a shit. You know, yes, yes, I don't yes, know, yes. Simon, would you agree with me on that? Hundred percent. Do you know? Like there's so many players who, who if you if you look through the clubs, there's a lot of players who don't do a lot of media duties. They don't. They're not interviewed by Sky. They're never on press conferences because they don't want to be and they're not comfortable in front of the camera and they don't have anything to say. They're brilliant at football and they're making a living out, living from it. But if they want, if if they're going to go and play in the Super League tomorrow because somebody tells them to do it, they'll probably do it. I think we can't be. You know, misled by the fact that all oh, every player in the Premier League is some sort of revolutionary hero that's going to come out and say this is wrong. Some of them yes. will like, the that we have expected have done the Gary Nevilles, the Jamie Carragers, you know, Milner, Henderson. But like, there's loads of players in the background who don't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> with, the, with
7: that, say, like, go on, Simon. No, no, I was just going to say, like, I know a lot of players in the past that don't even like football, they're just, yeah, like, they're pretty, they're pretty good at it yeah. and a decent living. So, Things like this, he, <laughs> he won't have this like, his bit of bother on his arm at all. David you, Batty.
3: That, David yeah. Batty did <laughs> like football. we were just brilliant at <laughs> it. He? he didn't watch yeah, it. Yeah. He didn't get involved in it. <laughs>
7: with <laughs> that exactly. in mind, then do
4: you think do you think some players' eyes might have lit up,
7: thinking, "Actually, I'm in for a bumper contract here." 100, percent 100. Some of them, some of them would have been rubbing hands together. You know? Do you reckon? Would, yeah. was, you know that
4: surprises me. I think I think because of the public outrage. Um And, obviously, I assumed that everybody felt like me, you know, and I think the majority of fat football fans probably did. Um yeah. However, just to sort just of to to take a completely different dynamic, you've got players like, I mean, coming towards it, the, even, the, you know, just getting into the first team and, and their teams going into this European Super League, they're going to be guaranteed playing big teams week in, week out, you know, they're going to get... A, a big wedge put in the pocket every week. Um I never really actually thought about that until now. So I'm glad we actually. I'm glad we spoke about. That.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it, it, we we want players to have loyalties to clubs. We want them to play for the clubs that they support. But there's little things that come out all the time that make us realise. The big one for me is like when Matt Doherty joined Spurs. Right, they dug up an old tweet where he was supporting Arsenal. And they made him deleted for the social media account. And I think you're getting that all the time. I think you're getting players who are coming from other countries, from Spain, and they probably don't even know anything about the club they're coming to sign for. You know, they've just seen the contract and they've thought, wow, the wages are good, the salary is great. You know, I've always wanted to play in England, maybe. But um, I don't think they know anything about the club they're coming to sign for. And that's just the reality. And I think
4: we, we, we as fans, we forget about that a lot.
6: Yeah, so a little
1: bit, a
4: little bit, a little bit more about you as a Spurs fan, then Jamie. How on earth did fucking Spurs get picked as part of this Super Six? It's a joke. It's a joke. Like I, I I mean, I I agree
1: with what everyone else from the other clubs have said. We have absolutely no right being in that group. You know, no, no right. I can can understand. I can understand why we were because Daniel Levy, the, the owner, is incredibly ambitious, and he's been on a mission to try and put Spurs. At the top level of European football, now he's tried to go about that the right way in the past. You know, hiring Pochettino, spending a lot of money on players, building the stadium, and then he thought, right, I'm going to hire Mourinho. That'll really make us look like we're a big club. Uh, that we all know how that's worked out. Um, <laughs> so I think it, it's it's a it's an incredible um, um, error of judgment on Levy's part to to try and go in with these bigger clubs, the back door, um, going he, with the
4: back door, basically.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, that's exactly. 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 That's that's awesome show, man, yeah. Look at us. We that's that's have Mourinho. We we have a huge stadium. We've got Harry Kane. We've got Gareth Bale. Um, just, but we, we 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 shouldn't be there at all. We shouldn't be there at all. We have tried and failed. On, you know, just on Mourinho while we're there, Jamie.
4: Is do you think this sacking's got anything to do with it?
1: No, no. I think he was sacked because the performances, and I think he I think he's destroyed the dressing room. I watched the game tonight, the win over Southampton, and the players afterwards. They all look relieved. They were like hugging each other, fist bumps. It looked like, you know, when there's a bully in school and the, the bully finally leaves. Yeah. everyone's like, oh, fucking hell,
4: thank God they're gone.
1: The reason I
4: mentioned that, I don't know if you've heard a couple of WhatsApp messages going around about, uh, I think it was Jamie Redknapp. I heard it, I heard it, yeah. yeah so Jamie Redknapp, it. that's that's going around. And also how thankful Kane was to Mourinho when he didn't actually have to be. Uh, through Twitter, he thanked him publicly on, on Twitter.
0: Hmm. Um
4: it just made me read into it a little bit more. I didn't know whether Mourinho had something to say to Levy about this Super League or whether you thought that he was just shy.
1: No, I think it I think it was just t- this, the timing of it. I think I think Levy'd made right. his, his mind up already. I think Mourinho was gone. Um and it right. just happened to come around the same time as they announced this Super League. Um he ha- he had to go. He had to go. It's just a terrible appointment in the first the uh, first
4: place. And then, and then, before we do let you, uh, before we do let you shoot off, Jamie. So, what? How do we punish? How do we punish Spurs? And how do we punish Levy?
1: Um, I've been thinking about this. Mm, I think probably the points deduction is the best way to go, but it's a double-edged sword because if you give them a points deduction and they can't play in Europe next season, it hurts the reputation of the clubs, which we need to do. The, 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 the clubs need to be taken down a notch. Now, you need to make a situation where players want to leave. And good players don't want to sign for them for a few years. Mm-hmm. You know the reputations need to come down. Um, but unfortunately, I think if the sanctions are too heavy, if they're anything like points deductions or banning them from the Champions League or the Europa League, they're going to try and break away again. They're going. Mm-hmm. I'm under no illusion that they're going to try it again. It's not over now. Everyone is celebrating. It's not over. It's not over. They're going to do it again, and they'll they'll come back next time. It'll be something that's less confrontational. It'll be something that's more inclusive. They'll say, Oh, there's going to be more teams and you know there's going to be a qualification round and we've got a better logo and we've got a really nice <laughs> website. And and it's going to happen again in a different guise. It's it's definitely not over because these these owners, this is what they want. This is what they want. They want to turn it into an Americanized sport like the NFL, where there's franchises, where clubs can move cities. This is what they want. They're not, they don't yeah, have yes. the good of football in their hearts.
4: They don't. Yes. It's not it's not what we want to see as football fans, is it? We don't want it to be, become a circus. I mean no. it, I mean it, I mean it almost has over the last like you say over the last fifteen years with these with these with the oil money and, and the Americans coming in and sort of buying in the on. Just to touch upon what you said about deduction of points and the, it being a double edged sword, I totally agree. Uh it also makes me think that they're probably gonna overspend um on players to make sure that they can recoup that 20 points or or however many points it is. Um, So would an embargo work?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think so. Anything to, to, you know, make the club not an attractive prospect anymore for um, players and even for these global fans that they've been targeting with this European Super League. Because, I mean, what they're trying to do, the, the Florentino Perez and the other owners who say, you know, we need to target this global market now. These young kids who don't want to watch ninety minutes—they're kind of right in a way because there is a generation of football fans who are like that. You know, you, you lads are on Twitter—you see it. They're all like fan accounts for Haaland, Mbappe, Messi. They follow players; they don't follow clubs. You know, yeah, and but he work. also
3: said that they weren't into the game at all, and that's clearly not true. There's a load of them that are deeply into the game. They're just not into the clubs in the way that we used to be. Yeah, they exactly. Have, they exactly. They don't have that emotion about the clubs that the I previous think, generations I,
1: had, but they're into the game. I agree, and I don't agree. They're into watching goals, and they're into things happening, but they can't sit for 90 minutes because they've been grown up in this instant gratification culture where they need everything instantly, You know, whether it's Tinder, TikTok, or whatever. They, they want that buzz. So 90 minutes is boring the hell out of them. Whereas us, we're a bit older. We grew up watching 90 minutes, you know, and we grew up we, to we kind of We time and penalties, don't we? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And and unfortunately, there's a lot of kids these days who are learning about football through FIFA. You know, they learn about the players because they sign them in Ultimate Team or whatever. They're not watching these players on, on TV playing football until they've discovered them on FIFA. So the, the fans that the European Super League are trying to target are out there and they are taking over. Um, and it's it's I, I don't really know what to do. I think we need to challenge this or oh, 90 minute games. They're too long. No, that's the way football was founded and why it's thrived and been successful. You know, um it needs to be challenged. So it's you think yeah, it's
4: only I think it's only a matter of time before more of the more of the premierships swallowed up by by bigger owners. And <laughs> bigger, I say bigger owners, but by I'm. I'm a wealthy owners and, and potentially more yeah, powerful owners. I mean, it's owner. it's, it's, already,
1: there. it's well, already there. It's already yeah. there. I mean, how, how many clubs are are still under English ownership? There's only three or four, I think. Mm. There's uh, Newcastle, Spurs, Brighton, one or two others. Um, so it's be. already there. I mean, this is the reason why I've been watching Argentinian football for the last three or four years and following you as old boys. Up oh, the knobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just, It's still, you know, the football in Argentina is still... What I grew up with—it's—it's it's yeah. players playing for their hometown clubs, fans being allowed to come in with flags and banners and having a bit of pyro, uh, people allowed to be stand standing up in the in the stadiums. Um, so you know, and in Argentina they they, they don't allow private ownership. It, it the yeah. clubs are owned by the fans. I'm um, I'm not going to say that England can go back to that because I don't think they can. They're gone too far. They they can't go back to a, a democracy whereby you know, foreign owners are, are outlawed. It just won't happen. Um, Tell you what, Jamie, yeah.
4: Yeah. you need to get to Ellen Road because that's probably the nearest you're going to get to it. Truthfully, in the whole of the UK, apart from your non-league sides and your smaller clubs, in terms of premiership, there are very few real clubs left, but Leeds and we are certainly one of them. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I've been,
1: I've been over there and really impressed by it. I like, there's a few other clubs as well. I like I like Palace. I always like Palace when they came to... Quite our lay away days. Um, I hate West Ham, but I kind of respect them as well. But they've they just have a shit stadium, so I feel sorry for them. Um, <laughs> and, and and actually, just just to, to mention, Daniel Levy tried to move us to that stadium. So you know, this isn't the first time he's kind of tried to do something pretty sly to the fans. We could have been in Stratford. Um, <laughs> so I think people Thanks. forget about that a lot.
4: Uh, well, every every cloud and all that. Listen, yeah. Jamie. Again, th- pleasure talking to you. You're a, a, an absolute diamond. Always got plenty to say. Um, and really appreciate you coming on from, from everybody at Orton Know or Better. We will certainly catch up uh, in the meantime. Uh, but, yeah, everybody, Jamie from uh, at Newell's Ingl- En, sorry, underscore to En.
3: Meet you, Jamie. Cheers, Cheers you, Jamie. All the best. See, All best. best. See you later. Bye.
4: Well, and uh,
3: Alex Alex, has jumped back on. So, um, Alex, uh, the Liverpool fans, jumped back on as well. So, unfortunately, he doesn't have his cameras available. But uh, we'll bring him in now and we'll be able to uh, to ask some questions there as well.
4: Yeah, let's get him on. Let's get it on.
3: Alex, we got you. Hello. Good evening, Alex. Hello. Hello. There we go. <laughs> we got you now with an headset that you didn't have on. No, we still don't have him. He's gone again.
4: They're having really a stats episode from what
3: they're, are we?
4: Gilly and I did a stats episode without stats. In fact, I did these stats
3: join, uh, but then he dropped uh, off again tonight. Well.
4: Yeah, I think he's uh think he's struggling with his with his tinter web. Alex, are you there, mate? Are you there, mate?
3: No, we haven't got him, have we?
4: Don't look like he's here. Um well, let's let's move go. You, Alex? Alex? you are still there. I can hear him very faintly. I
7: yeah, same. Can you hear me? Yeah, there oh, we yeah, go. We
3: got, it. <laughs> we it got there. Right. Yeah, we're all right, we're mm. all right. How are you?
8: Yeah, not so bad, not so bad. Better now.
3: Cool. Why are you done with work? Yeah, well, I'm nearly there, yeah. Better now that you're not getting screwed over by owners of your club. It's
8: <laughs> disgraceful, really. can't believe go
3: on, it. Go on, go on. Um, uh, yeah, one of the first questions I asked with, with, um, with Side the first first guy that we spoke to, was was uh, the emotions, the range of emotions he went through as a, a fan of a club whose uh, owners were involved in this. Talk us through, you know, how did it feel? Is that what happened?
8: I couldn't be, I couldn't believe it, to be quite honest with you. Um Well, I say that. I I couldn't believe that the Super League actually came. It's been talked about for a few years now. Uh, I never actually thought that it'd come to light. Um, But with the owners, I wasn't surprised whatsoever. Um, It's kind of expected now um, with these American owners. So it wasn't much of a a surprise. Um, Just disappointing, really. It's just, it's brought absolute disgrace on the club and the fan base. And, it's just really disappointing. Uh, I'm glad that we've pulled out um, but it should never have got to that so
3: so and uh, do, you, do you think that the the owners underestimated the weight of feeling that had come out of it?
8: Absolutely. Um, they, there was a reason why um, the fans had no idea and the manager had no idea and the players had no idea because they knew it, it, it wasn't going to go down well. they obviously didn't know how bad badly it was going to be taken. Um, but the fans were never going to stand for that. It, we're a club built on tradition. Um, I, I, I really don't know what they were th- In fact, I do know what they were thinking. They were thinking uh, money and that's that's all that they were thinking. But uh, they obviously got the club wrong. They've um, been in charge for a long time now. Um, I'm surprised that they have not realised by now the fan power that uh, we have at Liverpool Football Club.
3: So I've known you for a while and i've I've seen the pictures on Facebook of you traveling abroad with the the club. obviously we we weren't able to do that as a club for 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 a while, but um you know I've seen what what you've done where you've been and so on. but a lot of that is is the jeopardy of we don't know if we're going to be here again next season. is the way that I read it. you know we we don't know if this is the last time that we'll be able to experience this. so we want to drink it all in right now. It won't feel that same way if you're playing against the same teams week in week out, will it?
8: No, absolutely. I mean, we when the draws made the the group stage draw is the the best day of the year. Um, We're not looking for Real Madrid away and Barcelona away. Absolutely, we're sick of going to Madrid. We're looking at Red Star Belgrade, trips to Moscow. They're the trips that you look you look for and that you you you're looking for. Cheap ale. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um it's not just that either. If you're not going to enjoy it, if you know that you're going to be guaranteed it, like nobody wants to play the same teams over and over again. Um, and we we got drawn against Napoli for quite a few years, and it just got to the point where we're like, oh god, we've got Napoli again, and that's <laughs> not good. We're, you want to play the smaller teams and stuff, and they've got they've got a right to be there as well. Um have it should be on merit and to to drop a league where you're guaranteed a spot i mean I, i'm trying not to be disrespectful but to include teams that have not even won a european cup i think it's an absolute disgrace
3: Or, or uh, 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 even when you're looking at the the um trophies that they have won you know they they've, they've not won the league since what the 60s spurs well U- Huddersfield U- town
8: have more, have more league titles than tottenham hotspur so <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? What I'm trying to say I'm not trying to be disrespectful to, to Tottenham fans, but that's the that's no. Fine. That's
3: fine. We we we, we Get in your like lane, anyway. Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, just 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 one more I want to exp- explore with you. It, Um, is is your feelings around Rick Parry? So obviously he was he was the chief exec at, at yeah. Liverpool, and and it, then he was working with Liverpool and Manchester United around Project Big Picture. What's yeah. the what's the feeling towards him from a Liverpool fan these days?
8: Um, I don't like a lot of people anyway. I didn't particularly like him. Um, I think a lot, I think a lot's got to fall on these owners. Um, and like I said before, it's been coming. Uh, the 77 pound tickets we walked out in 77 minutes. Um, and then furloughing staff were one step too far, and then and then this is just inexcusable. Uh, I think I don't think the owners will walk away, but they do need to sell up. I think they're absolutely finished. You can't there's no way that the fans are going to take them back after after what's gone on um i, I just think they're fi- they're absolutely finished you, you can't repair what they what they've done they've they've really they've hung the manager out to dry um the players out to dry and the the fans um so as a, as far as i'm concerned we need a change now and i feel sorry for manchester united fans as well cuz they're in the same boat really um
4: it's just an absolute disgrace Exclusive Liverpool fan likes Man U fans. <laughs> I don't think that's quite what he said.
3: <laughs> so um, obviously we 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 played our clubs played each other, um, and you know during that time period, uh, Leeds tried to make a bit of a stand, you know the t-shirts and that sort of thing. So um, obviously that got up Klopp's nose. Um, it got up my nose that he didn't like it because it, it, that, to me, was my club making a stand against the owners that had caused this problem. It wasn't against the, the Liverpool players or the Liverpool manager or whatever. What, what's the view from outside Leeds as to what had, what had happened there and, and the um, response to it?
8: Personally, I just think it, Klopp had a lot of heat on him um, and he mis, misunderstood the situation. Like. I didn't see anything wrong with what Leeds were doing whatsoever. Um, didn't see a problem with it. I thought the Leeds fans were absolutely excellent. They welcomed us down to Ellen Road um, to protest together. Um, obviously, it's, it's it's difficult for the players and the manager. I think the, there was a lot that they wanted to say and they couldn't say. Um, and obviously, frustrating. It, uh, Klopp took a dig at Gary Neville. Um, and Gary Neville said that they were basically on the same side, which they were. Um, it's it's just it really is a difficult situation, and like I said, it it really had been hung out to dry with it, um, and it, it's just a difficult situation. But I thought I thought Leeds were excellent, to be honest
3: good and there's just one of the uh, one of the guys on the watch along on on YouTube has just said uh, that there were talk of um uh, Shankly's grandson and, and the statue at Anfield if I think it was if the ownership doesn't change that he wanted it moving to the hotel in town or something along those lines what what's what's the feeling around that
8: um i personally think it it's a bit too far with that um but the feeling strong with with this uh do you know what i mean like the, the values of the club uh Shankley stood for a lot socialism and the the, the way the clubs works at the moment it's just not not like that we need to take a long hard look at as neighbors everton um they seem to get a hell of a lot right off the pitch um and we should be looking towards doing the same really
3: cool Luke,
8: Anything
4: so how, else how, do you want to ask? Yeah, I, I, I've asked all of the uh, all the fans from the other clubs tonight, Alex. What what what's a what's the fair sanction, and how, how do we stop this happening in in two or three years' time when when potentially there's maybe nine or ten clubs from the Premier League considering it, uh, maybe they haven't got their morals right. Um, how do we stop it happening, and how how do we uh, do you know what do we do, or what do, pers- the, what do the FA do?
8: I personally don't think this will ever happen again. Um, I don't think. There'd be anyone that would want or dare even go down this route again. Uh, It's a matter of opinion. Uh, My fair opinion is that the clubs, the top six that decided to go over to the Super League should be banned from Europe next season. Um, And then the teams below should take their European spots for next
4: season. That also, I, don't, I don't, like. I like the sound of that. <laughs> I, I say
8: that reluctantly as well because that means Everton get a place. But I think that would be, <laughs> be a fair route, and it also would have a financial impact as well. Um, so that would basically take take up the role of a fine, if you like.
4: Almost a bit of an embargo as well, because none of the big players are going to want to come to a club that can't play in Europe next season. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's almost a so, triple edged
8: sword. I think I think that's a, a fair enough punishment it's difficult because whichever way you look at it you are punishing the fans um, mm. and the, and their players and the team that obviously did had no idea about what were going on um yeah but like I've I've seen it touched on a few times uh, yourselves and other clubs have been deducted points and stuff for financial difficulties and stuff so yeah. why shouldn't why shouldn't we be hit with a similar kind of things
4: I think I think Luton, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think in the early 2000s, I think they were docked 30 points. Uh, well, it's ridiculous, isn't it? So uh, there
8: the, the definitely should should be some kind of punishment. Um, but just going back to this Super League thing, uh, just because this has gone, uh, UEFA are certainly not the good guys in this. Um, the fight needs to carry on, on to them as well. Uh, it's gone on for years now with um, extortionate, match ticket prices, reduced allocations in cup finals um, and also the restructure of the Champions League. There's a, They've got a lot to answer for. Um, and obviously, I think they're getting off uh, on a free because of everything that's going on with this Super League.
4: Yeah, we spoke about that briefly earlier, uh, Alex. I don't know if you were there, but basically that, 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 that they aim to rebrand um, so that there's a club with a higher UEFA coefficient score uh, can still that don't qualify can still qualify. Uh, or can still enter um so basically high reputation clubs like you yeah, like liverpool scum etc can still qualify even if you don't finish in the champions league places so yeah no totally behind that and i think wow. that's set to actually come into place in, in twenty twenty three or twenty twenty four from memory uh, but yeah absolutely behind that so I think I think we've shown as a as a united fan base throughout the whole country uh even fans of those those super six um plus Tottenham and Arsenal um that we can uh that we can pretty much fight and, make, and keep it as the people's game it, it certainly is.
7: it's a game for the working
4: class um, get me wrong Alex we've lost you again slightly mate i don't know if you've moved away from your phone or done something different can you hear me yeah i yeah yeah um could just repeat what you just said sorry um, so I was just I was just mentioning that that yeah we should we should continue and continue to make it a people's game and stand by our our, our beliefs as as football fans. Um, we've obviously shown that we that we can pretty much defeat anything that these these multi billionaires have put forward. You know, trying to line their pockets with a few more quid. Um, but we've shown that the fans nationally and uh, uh, as a league are all united. And and like, uh, just to add on to what you said about, about UEFA, um, we don't want to see a team finishing fifth or sixth in the league Then just because they've got a be- better reputation, than the team that finishes fourth and in the Champions League. Do you know what? A lot of bollocks that is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the only way you
8: should be able to qualify for the Champions League without finishing uh, the qualification places, is if you win the competition itself, um, yeah. the season mm-hmm. previous, I think that's the only way um, mm-hmm. it's the working class game, um, don't get me wrong, it's not been working class since the introduction of the Premier League anyway but it's our job to try and put a stop to it going any further now um, like I said we need we need to stand against UEFA and also uh, television companies um, to charge the, the prices that they charge Sky and BT, the uh, their crooks as much as anyone. Also, um, there's a lot of problems in the game at the moment, but we've shown that together we can we can make a change and make a difference. Um, so why not continue um, and fight everything together for for the
3: greater game? Mm-hmm.
7: Fair point.
3: Yeah, excellent.
7: Can so, um, go on, Sy. Si. No, I was just going to say, I, I, I'm I'm I apologise if you've covered this right before I got on. What is it that people are actually angry about? Is it because it would have um, made the Premier League less interesting? What, no, what, I think it's the what...
3: lack of competition. You, you, you've got protectionism in place where the the rich get richer. There's a there's a, a, a much greater gap between those at the top and those that are below, um, and and you're removing the jeopardy of um, uh, competition. Yeah, you know, if they can never be dropped out of that competition and will always earn more money than everybody else, how is anybody ever going to knock them off that top perch? You exactly. know, it, there, there was there was there was a point made by by somebody early on where um, there was a fan. It was just just a random on, on Twitter had gone. Uh, well, I want to see Manchester United versus Barcelona. I don't want to see them playing West Brom. Was was the statement? West Brom were one of the founders. You will know this better than I do. One of the founders of the league. If they'd have felt that way. Where would Manchester United have been? It wouldn't have even happened. It wouldn't have got to that point. So it's that it's the removal of jeopardy and the removal of competition uh, means a, a fair competition, an open competition. It's the closed shop element of it that that for me that's the problem and that's what I've seen the noise be about. And as a player
4: and a fan of oh, the club, sorry. Sorry. sorry, go, go on, 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 Simon. No, no, no sorry, you're okay. gone. No, 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 I was, I was just. I'll say. <laughs> 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 boots and cats and boots and cats. Um, just really quickly, all I was gonna say is you look at Leeds' last two fixtures and we've we've beaten beaten Man City away uh, yeah. with ten men and we've got a draw against Liverpool, Do you know who who makes them the top six, who makes these super six? Because we've shown that we we downright deserve to be played against these teams in this league and to take them out and we win the league in three years' time with with no scum, shush! <laughs> uh, no scum, no city, no Arsenal, no, no Spurs. No, no, do you know, it's it's almost a bit of a depleted league win uh, as a fan.
7: Yeah, no, I understand that, and um, I mean, I think my only probably right with not it's not quite. I think I don't think the majority of people was looking at it from that perspective. If I'm being not honest, honest. Um, that's why I was just. When I hear people talk, I was confused where the anger's coming from and why people don't feel so strongly about it. That's all.
3: So, I mean, we've we've heard from Alex talking about um, playing the same teams week in week out, But, you know you, you, you kind of lose the passion for it. I mean, I, I'm going to be I'm talking for you there, Alex. I mean, I, I think you covered some of it, but yeah, uh, you know, from your perspective as a fan of Liverpool, um, what what's what's the anger about? Uh, just. Competition. I mean, you've got. You've got.
8: To, I think Pep Guardiola touched on it. You've got to be able to lose, or it's not a sport. Um, we we watch it because it's a sport. Uh, but there's no, there's there's nothing sport in there if you if you can't possibly lose, and you gifted a place uh, year on year, it's just ridiculous.
4: Yeah, yeah. Liverpool
8: Liverpool Football Club exists to, to win trophies. Don't get me wrong. We we exist to win trophies. We're a massive club, but not at the expense of. Losing everything that we stand for, um, the values of the club and the fan base is much more important than the trophies, and it always will be. I would rather as go down to the bottom tier um, and play how it should be played than go into any Super League. Um, so it's just, it's just, Fair play. it's just a disgrace. Every, let me just get this straight: every single team that makes up that football pyramid is equal to Liverpool Football Club. I think. You said something early about Manchester United fan uh, not wanting to play West Brom every week. I'm pretty sure West Brom beat Manchester United. <laughs> I think I think it's highly disrespectful. Every every team that makes up the football pyramid is extremely important, and I think it's very arrogant to think otherwise.
3: Yeah, it's yeah. a great point. And do you know what? It, um, it, without without the other clubs, how can you how can how can you benefit? And you know, without the history of the other clubs, we wouldn't have. The league that we have today. Exactly.
4: You grow up as a kid. You grow up as a kid being competitive, don't you? And been in the school playground and, and and learning that competitive edge, and that's what that's what makes competitors. Are you telling me that if you get good enough at football, you're going to go into a league and just get paid a stupidly massive salary and not have to really come? It doesn't matter if you're going for a tackle. To be fair, because you're still going to get the same wage for the next five seasons that you've been paid because you can't get relegated
7: and sold. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think. It, yeah, I think it comes back to the, what we was. Just, I forgot his name. Uh, it, uh, uh, you know, it, yeah, a lot of players, Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I would say it's 50-50 Really, I think a lot of players are just there because they're good football and not because they love it and they love they, the clubs they play for. So, yeah. it's, it's, so it's surely,
3: you, surely, it's difficult to get to that that extremely high level without that competitive nature in you.
7: Yeah. I, I I would I would, I would agree I would agree the competitive <laughs> side yeah the competitive side yes um but I, don't, I I don't know I think it's I mean I'm probably talking from from my my own experiences here I, especially in the latter part of my career um I paid because I paid it weren't obviously the same amounts as what these guys get for them. Um, I'm, it was a job for me and and there is a lot of players that get paid that big money that it's just a job to them.
3: I'm sure you got enough to get first round in when we all get to meet up.
7: <laughs> <laughs> he'll, be, he'll be
3: too busy eating his tea. <laughs> I can't
7: wait to come up, mate, when the fans are back in.
3: Uh, <laughs> wicked. Nice one. Uh, right, um, we've been on nearly an hour and a half now and I tell you what. Bloody hell. I'm I'm feeling it a bit now, lads. So um, <laughs> I think we're going to call it first but, Yeah, thanks very much, Alex, for coming on. And um, uh, yeah, I, I know that we had to mess about a bit to get you get you in and and then <laughs> get able to hear you. But um, you've you've made some really good comments there. And actually, you got a bit of love yeah. in the comments if you were uh, if you look back. Yeah, um, I
8: just, I so... just want to say a quick thank you to all the Leeds fans that welcomed us as down at Ellen Road as well. They're absolutely fantastic. So thanks for that.
3: Well, shout. Yeah. What a glow. Good shout! Nice one. Cheers, Alex. Cheers. I'll speak to you soon, mate.
8: Bye.
7: Man. Bye. Nice fellow.
3: Yeah, yeah, he's a good <laughs> lad. I used, to, I used to play with him. Um, he was he were he were wing. He, would say, he were a, a a dead a, a dead thin little kid that, that would, would, would with quick as lightning <laughs> on wing uh, when I was playing centre half. And, and then he, he filled out a bit and moved into centre mid when I when I had to retire. And uh um he, he I, I tell you something, he wants shy of a tackle. Even when he was only a slip of a kid, he wants shy of a tackle. He loved it.
4: But no, he's always been a good lad. Good stuff, thanks, Gilly. Um I don't know if you have anything else to add, Simon, before we uh before we close off tonight.
7: No, do you know what I really enjoyed that? There's some real um, really enjoyed it. Yeah, really interesting points. I wanna I'm gonna have a listen straight back so I can you know pick the boat out of it. Yeah, really enjoyed some that.
4: really good some really good guests on and some fantastic comments as well, to be fair. I think, I think it's, it's really helpful to listen to it from so many different perspectives.
7: Yeah.
4: <laughs> Simon, <laughs> Simon, smart is saying that you look like Sean Dyche. <laughs> I don't think Simon is saying that about. <laughs> Smarty telling that you look like Sean Dyche. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, really good stuff and I appreciate each and every of the guests taking the time out this evening. I think it was, we, we, like you said, we did, did need to pick the bones out of it, um, enjoyed every second and, and listening to, to all you guys from your, from your different backgrounds
3: and different um, le- different levels of expertise as well. Yeah, do you know what? Um, I, I didn't know what to expect from tonight. This is the first time we've done anything quite like this. Um, and, and yeah, just thanks to everybody that's got involved because I think it's been a uh, yeah, some some positive, some negative comments made, but I think overall it's been a really positive thing, and and um, yeah, I I've I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and and the, the word there were some fantastic points, and do you know what we had we had Sai earlier on saying about um, don't punish the the, the clubs because that hurts the fans, um, and and that that brought out some anger, but I can fully appreciate that that um, that being the case because that's exactly how I felt when we were getting the fi- minus fifteen. Um, so I can fully appreciate that um, they, you know, we, had, we had Jamie from the perspective of, of Spurs talking about leaving and the way that he would approaching it and um, you know, Alex made some good comments as well but um, yeah, just, just it, it, all in all thanks everybody for the questions that you put in and um, thanks for all the opinions that we've seen and thanks for everybody that got involved Thanks really everyone good. Take care Alright, cheers, we'll see you all soon
4: See you
7: later See you later